Oh, that sounded just a little too happy, man. This sounds right. It's me and Ryan back here doing the big, happy, catchy commercial hair metal songs, man. We're revisiting them. Another 15. It's a high-energy episode. Check it out. Well, Ryan, what's going on, buddy? How you been? I've been well, man. Thank you. How are you? I'm doing great. So you messaged me the other day and you said, we got to revisit the big, happy, catchy <laughs> commercial hair metal songs. And why, man? Tell us why. Why Why were you so passionate about uh, doing a part two of this one? <laughs> well, I appreciate it. I begged you for a do-over. And um, this one's cool because it showcases kind of what we've been talking about and preaching for years. You got those quote-unquote no-name bands making this amazing music that kind of fell on deaf ears for the average person, except for us, of course. But, um, like, how many times have you heard people say that, that they should have been huge or they were so much better than Poison or Quiet oh, yeah. Riot or, yep. or you name it, Platinum Band? And it's just a testament to all the great music that came out in this genre, and we could, well, I mean, you and I continue to discover it daily, so that's great. And, um... A lot of my list is a lot of no names to the novice, of course, but I only have one platinum band on my list and, wow. and like 25 honorable mentions other than that, but, but we won't get into those, of course. <laughs> well, I got all excited because I remember, like, I, I wanted to see what my old list was, and then I saw yes. that my old list had like 10 or 15 honorable, so I'm like, or just other ones that I didn't use. I didn't know if they were honorables, so I went back and I listened to the episode. And then I realized at the end that I rattled all those off. So I was like, I, I know the average person would not know that. I don't care. I'm going to go fresh. So it was no problem. You know, I just I scoured uh, my playlist and found 15 more. No, no problem at all. So why? Oh, oh, just yeah. so to refresh everybody's memory. So kind of what we're shooting for with this is uh, it's a song that tends to start with the chorus. Sometimes it starts with the, the words right. popping right in the vocals of the chorus. Or sometimes it's the guitar playing the uh the melody of the chorus right at the beginning. Uh, you've got super catchy verses that could just be a chorus in themselves. You've got super catchy pre-choruses that also could be a chorus in themselves. And then you've got your big payoff chorus that's huge, very catchy, happy, lots of voices. Uh, you also could get some oohs, some ahs, some answering back. <laughs> Somebody says something and then a group answers it back. So these are the kind of songs that we're talking about. There's tons of them. They tend to be my favorites uh, on albums, so I don't have a lot of no-name ones. I've got I got a couple that are you know a little bit more rare. They're definitely mostly yeah. deep tracks. Maybe maybe a two that are platinum bands, but that's about it. All right, man. Without further ado, here jump right in. What's your fifteen? Well, that's great. Um, well, I kind of want to do my <laughs> my standard breaking the rules and talk about like an honorable honorable mention, but I should spare everybody. But I will say, if you want to kick off this list with something that's completely off the hook, awesome, catchy, check out a band called Chalet. Can't knock the lady. It's off the KNAC out of Los Angeles, Sons of uh, Sons of Hard Rock album in 1988. A band called Chalet. Amazing. That's what you got to check out. But my true number fifteen.
is a band called Blondes, and it's from 1990. The song is called Hands of Love, and the word Blondes has no D or no E, just B-L-O-N-Z. And the singer is Nathan Oots, I believe I'm pronouncing it right, who recently fronted Lynch Mob. And uh, the, it's a great album. The first two songs are absolutely amazing. And this is actually uh, song number two on the album, and it really sets this list up. It's a great example of a fun, catchy, feel-good love song. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, Blondes, Hands of Love. So I'm kicking it off with Chalet 15.1 <laughs> and Blondes 15. All right, cool. So I've never heard of no Chalet, but I've heard of Blondes. Uh, I'm not saying I know the song, but I know the band, so I'll, I'll definitely go back and check it out. But shit, you got yeah. that Chalet, man. I was like, what? <laughs> Dude, they're awesome. I The only reason I didn't put them on here is because I can't find anything about them other than this song. And I think they were kind of like an um, unsigned demo band, but they were on a, a compilation. And dude, that song, Can't Knock the Lady, is just perfect. It would be way up there if it was an album, nice. but I believe it's just one song. But Blondes really kicks off the list, and that's a great album. That singer's great. He just sang for Lynch Mob, like I said. Check it out. All right, my number 15. For me, this is pretty rare. I'm not sure if anybody else is going to find it that rare, but I'm going with Eyes from 1990. Oh, yeah. Calling All Girls. We got Jeff Scott Soto. This is the first thing I heard him do after Ingve. I don't know if he did anything in between, but this was the first time I was like, oh, man, all right, Jeff's back, back doing it. And this song, man... I got a lot to say about this. I'll try to condense it, but, you know, it starts <laughs> off kind of sleazy, groovy, you know. It's catchy, of course. Uh, you've got the pre-chorus with some answering backs, and this is a classic thing that happens into a lot of these songs where, like, the background vocals, I think Jeff does them all, but he tries to, like, disguise his voice, and a lot of people, yep. when they do these big choruses and big pre- pre-choruses, they try to talk or sing, like, in a deep voice, so he's like, women in Patrick, it's like, it's like very muffled, it's kind of like stuff like Death Leopard does, it's like those muffled, big voices, you don't even know, oh, yeah. necessarily know what the hell they're even saying sometimes, um, but it, it, this is a super catchy song, the only thing I'm going to give eyes is that... Eyes, like, you know when, like, hair metal bands will come out and say this. Like, I know Michael Kelly Smith said this. He's like, hair metal killed hair metal. Like, there was these bands that were coming out that just weren't really pushing the envelope or were just uh, copies of other bands. And sometimes I feel like a band like Eyes is maybe a band that he's referring to. They really <laughs> didn't do anything spectacular. They were very commercial. And I, the, the crazy thing about this is today, if I would have heard this song, come, I, I feel like I could hear it on a commercial or something, maybe like on a commercial <laughs> for like um, tampons or something. I don't know. But it, just, <laughs> it just sounds like it's like, you know, or like all these women products that they have on TV today. It's like women in fast women are bad <laughs> yeah. disease, you know so it, it's a you know i'm not saying it as a knock but it just to me when i listen to this song today it sounds like it could be a commercial but commercials and jingles are very catchy so eyes have nailed it uh i've just tarnished their song by some of the things that i said but but i feel like if you love catchy <laughs> melodic hard rock you got to check out eyes great call dude this was the video for them 
I almost put um, every single minute. Yeah, I, I had that. that I, yep, I did have that, and then I, I switched to this. And if, if and if anybody knows a song, "Don't Turn It Around," uh, was made famous by Ace of Base. Well, let me tell you something. Eyes recorded oh, it boy. first, so. Dude, awesome knowledge there. That this is a good album. I I really like. I got very into this album a few years ago, so. I very much condone this one. Good job. <laughs> All right. Number 14. All right. I got a band called Zinatra with a Z. Like Sinatra, but with a Z. Zinatra. Okay. And, yeah, very like, check this band out. So the song is called Candyman, and it's from their second album from 1990. It's an insanely slick, polished, killer, killer hair metal from the Netherlands. Um, they had a handful of records out, and they're all good. Uh, the song Candyman is just, it's one of those so simple choruses, but the way they produce it makes it a real standout. It's got that very um, Keel-esque 50 voices in the background job they doctored up in the studio. Um, when they say the word Candyman, it's just huge. Um so, like, no one that's fans of the genre will deny the fact that this is just perfection, and there'll be no dislikes to this song. So, highly suggest the band Zinatra. Very cool album covers. They're on Spotify. Easy to stream. Check them out. Oh, man. This this is an episode for those people that are always, like, wowed by discovering new bands on the podcast. Man, this this is this is for those people. I <laughs> They're going to be so happy with this one. Um, it absolutely will be. <laughs> all right. 14. I got to show some love to Nitro. Nitro has some pretty big choruses. It's, Nitro's weird. Sometimes it's really heavy, and then sometimes it's it's really poppy. And this one kind of mixes, mixes it, you know, like, uh, and I'm going with Shot Her Around the World. And with this song, they, they kind of start off with a pretty catchy riff, but then there's gang vocals going, hey, ho, you know, like screaming and yelling. But right. then yep. he gets into like a real saccharine type song, you know, that, that it goes into. <laughs> now he gets ridiculously high, like absurdly high in the verses, which is weird because like, where's the buildup? We're already starting like at our highest point. Like, why are we, why are we singing so high? During the verses? <laughs> yeah. Uh, but it's, it's really catchy pre-chorus. And then the chorus, the shot heard around the world. It's very, very catchy. Also, it sounds like a commercial, could be a commercial for something, you know what I mean? But um, I just don't think you'd ever hear a voice that high in, in any commercial. No, it, it would, not you'd, like, crack your teeth. <laughs> it'd crack your flat screen. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so. <laughs> I know. <laughs> but, uh, I, uh, oh, another thing that this does, and, and a couple songs on my list do this. So after the guitar solo, they do the chorus, but there's only to drums. Like, it's just the voice and drums. You know what I'm talking about? Like, everything oh, yes. drops oh, yeah. out, and it's just the chorus with the drums. So th this is a ch characteristic of these kind of catchy songs. But, um, yeah, man, Nitro's good fun. Jim Gillette, Michelangelo. Uh, like I said, even though they, they're kind of, like, shredding most of the time and getting crazy, this one's definitely a poppy one for them. It's, it's pretty OFR to me. <laughs> you got it. <laughs> All right, 13.
13, I got a band called Swedish Erotica doing Love Online from 1989. So I know these guys. Th- I know you do. Yeah, you you uh, you spoke to him. So yes, this is this is kind of a late find by me, and I'm. It's a shame on me for ignoring this one and um, one other band that I'm going to make um, make known much higher, <laughs> and that's on my list. But it was solely due to the name turning me off, so I completely like slapped myself on the wrist for that one. But uh, Matt's Levin of Ingwe Treat. And now he's in Vandenberg. Yep, is the singer, um, but it's just like pure European killerness. The whole album absolutely rules through and through. And this song is such a chugging ripper with a huge killer chorus that I just I can't believe I ignored it for so many years just due to the title, or I'm sorry, the the band name. And when I finally got into it after your interview, so credit to you guys. I checked it out, and uh, dude, it's it's perfect melodic hard rock. So check out Love on the Line if you want to get into Swedish erotica. Yeah, it is, it is good, and I didn't know it before I interviewed him either. I, I went back I before the interview and just got to see what bands he was in because he's been. You mentioned some, but there's even more. You know, he's been in a lot of projects, uh, even like oh, yeah. doom metal, yeah, like kind. candle mass and stuff. So he's been in all kinds of bands. But uh, I went back and I listened to that. I was like, geez, how did I not pick up on this during the 80s? I know. But it's great. Yeah, it's total your typical late 80s hair model. So, yeah. Yeah, you guys kind of touched on it like towards the end of the interview. And, I mean, to me, it would have been my feature. (laughs) That's so great. (laughs) You know if it's about Yngwie. That's where, if if somebody's been playing with Yngwie, that's where my focus is going to go. Oh, I don't blame you. That's a killer album, man. (laughs) Okay. Well, this was the song I was like, you're going to be proud of me for this song. I know you're going to like this song. So for 13, it's a heavy hitter, but it's a song that probably a lot of people aren't super familiar with. We got Rat, and we got One Step Away uh, nice. off the Detonator album. This song completely fits the bill. Um, you know, and, and here's another thing that these songs, a lot of these songs do this too. The song starts with the verse, and it's just the voice and the chorus. And there's something catchy about that sometimes. You know what I mean? Like that's that's how this one starts, and um, it's very catchy, catchy verse, big you know pre-chorus, and then you've got that multi-voice chorus. Uh, there's some Oz that kind of creep in, kind of hit it in there if you really listen to them. And I think this is their poppiest album. You know, Desmond Child had his involvement with some of the songs. I'm not sure if he um, helped write this song. Another song that's really catchy and right. happy on this album is um, Heads I Win uh, with Bon yes. Jovi on there. But you know what always drove me crazy about that song? I feel like Bon Jovi went into the studio and he just went, Heads I win! And they just replayed it over and over again. Like, it never it never varied and it was never different. You know what I'm talking about? Like, Oh, yeah. I just feel like he went in and sang one line and they took that line and they just copied and pasted, copied and pasted, and that song drives me crazy. But, one step away. That could have been a hit. I don't know why they didn't even, I don't know why they did not release that one. That was a great one. I know. Um, one of your biggest fans, I don't know if you know it, but my buddy Ty Oliver who's a very good guitar oh, player. Yes. Played, yeah, he played in Power Man 5000. Mm-hmm. He's got his own album out now. He educated me on Heads I Win. 
And I had no idea that Bon Jovi, John Bon Jovi, sang the uh, part of the chorus of that song. And he quizzed me on it. I said, I don't know who it is, dude. He said, listen closely. And then when I finally did, he was like, it's Bon Jovi. I'm like, oh, my God, you're right. So credit to him. Ty, Ty got you, man. Hello, Ty. He's probably listening. He he's he he's, he likes listening to us ramble about this crap. Oh, totally. <laughs> <laughs> okay, number twelve. All right, number twelve. I got your boys in Keel doing Ooh. Electric Love. Yeah. And uh, it's it's from their 1985 smash, The Right to Rock. Yeah. So this is poppy keel compared to the other songs, but it's good for the list, and I really like the song. And you can tell by the intro guitars and, and the notes being played that it, along there, it's going to be one of those songs that has a solo over the top of the intro, and it's... It's just those happy, catchy chords. It's it's mm-hmm. kind of written. It's a recipe. So uh, the verse and pre-chorus aren't even like that poppy, but it's just the chorus that makes this song a standout to me, and the one that gets just stuck in your head, and it's easy to sing along to, and it's just poppy, huge, catchy, keel, and I had to incorporate it because honestly, it's probably my favorite song on this album and i know it's probably gonna piss some people off but i love this song that's that's it it just makes keel on this album so anyway the right to rock yeah it was weird that album's weird because like you got some pretty metallic stuff like back to the city and stuff like that and then you've got that real poppy stuff like electric love and even easier said than done when you get to that chorus that's so happy and and big so it's kind of like they're they're getting there and then i think by the time you get to the the 1987 album you got a lot of that happy stuff so maybe oh yeah maybe something from that one will be on my list maybe i don't know i'm not sure Ooh, maybe i'm not sure i don't even know my own <laughs> list go no. um number 12 but this one's a little weird one i'm gonna try to explain it it's actually more of a modern day song a newer newer song by by a classic act But I've got Lizzie Borden from uh, his 2018 album, uh, which is my Midnight Things. But the song is Long May They Haunt Us. And if this song is really cool. When you hear Long May They Haunt Us, you might think to yourself, like, wow, that doesn't sound very happy, right? It sounds like, and, and I think there are some weird vibes if you ever listen to this album. You know, there's kind of right. like some, it's like if you had mixed like happy vibes and then like trippy vibes and pop and goth and metal and all this stuff. So it's a really big hodgepodge of sounds. But I think with this song, uh, it's got that, it's got the double snare beat. And that's something that's always very poppy. You know, dun, 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 you know like that double snare beat. And then you get to a, just a massive chorus. And, and I'll, I'll be piping that chorus in a sound bite for everybody to hear. But I think when you hear it, you'd be like, yeah. That's one of those really big songs, very catchy, very very happy, but I still think there's like an underlying little bit of creepiness because it's Lizzie Borden, you know, but um, I wanted to throw that one. And then, of course, there's a certain point, like after the second chorus, where it's like, ah, you got your ahs. So it, 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 was, it was hitting <laughs> the markers. I had to go for it. So that's what I got, man. Lizzie Borden, long may they haunt us. Nice, dude. 
you educated me on them years, not years, maybe months ago. <laughs> maybe it's years. Love them. But I did go back and I admit, admitted to you that I, I, I kind of stopped in their 80s and early 90s stuff. Um, I heard this. I need to get more familiar with it. So That's great. Awesome. Yeah. All right. Number 11. <laughs> Cool. So I got a band called South Gang, and the song and the album is called Painted Angel Mm -hmm. from 1991. So uh, it's a band that caught the tail end of the era. Um, It's a great first, really great first two albums, actually. Lots of hooky stuff on this one. Big drums, cool rooted guitars, squeaky blonde singer, and uh, female backups on the chorus. Um, It's the, uh, the hit off the album. Big budget video, great song. If you need to get a little intro to, to South Gang, this is it. Uh, the rest of the album is what you'd imagine after hearing this song. So um, if you haven't heard of or haven't heard Tainted Angel, South Gang, very good stuff from 1991. Cool. Yeah, I, I know I know South Gang. I know probably the listeners know South Gang. They know him better than Zinatra, I think. <laughs> Maybe, but also there's there's an issue there because South Gang isn't streaming. If you have, if oh, you've noticed, geez. if you look them up, uh, they're not on streaming. And and I don't know what's going on here, but uh, how dare they? Because it's so convenient for all of us. What was the one <laughs> that just got pulled? Europe's out of this world. I don't want to talk about that. What yet. What the hell? Jeez. <laughs> I'm just like, come on, man! Can't um, believe it. Jeez. Okay, number eleven. Pretty Maids going Settle for Less off the Ooh, uh, Jump nice, the Gun dude. album. I, I, there, there's so many songs like this. You, like I said, I think on my on my honorables, I had what was called Partners in Crime. There we go. But um, <laughs> it, but this there's so many songs on this album. But Settle for Less has a lot of those elements. It's got some synth in it that tends to make something feel big and happy. Uh, it's got kind of mellow verses, but then they cr- they crunch in and they get kind of chuggy, and they do a lot of that answering back. And there's some major yes. Death Leopard vibes on this one. You know, you know if you know what I'm talking about, like they they were definitely channeling the the Death Leopard choruses on this album, and they're just so infectious, yeah. so catchy. 1990. That's that's when all this big happy stuff I think was coming out late late 80s, early 90s. But uh, yeah, just go back and, and, and just jam on Jump the Gun album by Pretty Maids. It's a lot of that big commercial, huge chorus stuff. It's great. I love it. Oh, dude, perfect album by them. Like, that, them in 1990 was just so good. Yeah. <laughs> I love their next album, but 1990, Jump the Gun, I love this stuff. So mm-hmm. I love this album. I, I ordered it, the the three, the first three, well, the oh, first come four. together, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like years ago on CD, and dude, they were all like Japanese pressing. God, I love those four CDs. They're so good. So yeah. I totally, totally condone it. <laughs> All right, number 10. Okay, you'll definitely know of this, but you don't necessarily like it. So <laughs> I got Hurricane. <laughs> I got Hurricane doing 
next to you off Slave to the Thrill, 1990. So it's not your cup of tea for Hurricane, but it's actually my favorite Hurricane album, and it's recorded in the, the heart of the, the, the big, happy, catchy, get outside songwriters, try to make it big, one final effort era for them. Um, play it through. The album's great. The song has, like I said, some outside writers, but these dudes didn't really need that. Like, they were so quality and so good. Doug Alders came into the band. It was a, a, a happening hard rock band. They, they played in, there's that, that live video in Japan that I had talked about previously that's just so quality. If, if you know these songs and the way Hanson performs them is so good. But um, really, the song really shows off Kelly Hanson's vocals. It's so smooth. It's got that, that like touch of rasp in there, but the chorus is so big. And there was a really cool video associated with it, if you need to look it up. But um, ripping guitars, ripping solo, ripping chorus. The song's called Next to You. Definitely suggested. You ain't going to believe it. You ain't going to believe it. I'm not going to believe it. Number 10, I got Hurricane Next to You. No way. Yeah. Just because I don't necessarily love all the songs on the album, I like this song. I think this song fits wow. the bill to, for that kind of stuff. So, yeah, this came on my playlist one day, and I was like, boom, this is this is textbook, man. This is it, you know? And oh. I think you pretty much nailed it. But, you know, real catchy verse, and then it kind of keeps building. You know, like it builds up, like the pre-chorus keeps building. And then you got the next to you. It's really less like really happy, really strong, and also it could be a commercial. I feel like it'd be like an Applebee's. I know. You know, like they want people to squeeze into the, the booth next to me. I want to get next to you, <laughs> get some appetizers, you know what I mean? So, um, yeah, I think I think it sounds like a commercial, but it's it's big and it's fun. And I think the thing, the really great thing that just really puts it all together is, well, not only is Kelly Hansen's voice, but it's that production. You were getting that really crisp, yeah. clean production uh, in the early 90s, and this just sounds so good. But, you know, like I said, I do prefer the the two before this. I feel like they're a little bit more unique on those albums, and they, and they took some chances. But, but yeah, with this album, they were just going, you know, they were just going full-on pop metal. But I can't deny this yeah. song. It's really strange that and this is, was not planned. You even thought I wouldn't even have this <laughs> on my list. So to have it at the same number, that's kind of weird. Okay. Dude, uh, that's cool. And, and I honestly thought that it was going to be, I'm on to you. If you were going to hit me with some hurricane, yeah. it was going to be, I'm on to you. But that's awesome. That's awesome. That's cool. Nah, this song fits the bill. All right, number nine. Cool. So I do have a repeat band here. It's Icon, repeat from other lists. Icon doing... Two for the Road from 1989. And this is like just tongue in cheek <laughs> touring stories, ladies partying, and apparently Alice Cooper sings on the song. So yeah. I just learned that. Yeah, I, didn't, I had no idea. When I was doing kind of some brush up for this, I wanted to make sure I had my ducks in a row for this song. Um, I learned that Alice Cooper sang on the chorus. So that's kind of cool. Um, this album is pretty much like an epic all the way through and through. They did do a singer change on this album. It's called um, Right Between the Eyes. And the singer is much more Coverdale-esque mm -hmm. than the, the singer for the first two albums. 
which are like cult classic albums, big time. But um, they had an awesome three albums from, I think it was like 84 was their first album, and this one's 89. But uh, definitely check out Icon, Icon, and uh, the song is called Do For The Road. So um, tongue-in-cheek stuff. Very, very cool. easy to listen to. I want to check it out. I definitely, since it has Alice Cooper on there, that that uh, that intrigues me. Yeah, I didn't even know it. Like I said, it was, um, I think he's, he's on two of the songs on this album. So hmm. they had something going on. <laughs> yeah, the only song I'm really familiar with, well, even, I'm not that familiar with it because I can't tell you what it's called, but there was a song that they had a video for for that album. I remember that song, but that's about it. So Yeah, it was probably taking my breath away, but also... They're an Arizona band, so it's probably the golf courses that Air, uh, Alice Cooper was drawn to. <laughs> oh, there we go. There you go. All right, number nine. And I'm going with MSG, the Macaulay Scheichner group, and yeah. I'm going with I Am Your Radio off of Save Yourself. 1989, nice. or 1989, 1989, and it, it starts off right with the chorus. You know, they're, they're, it's just them chanting the chorus, maybe with like a drum beat, and this one's so catchy. I think this is their attempt at writing um, Pour Some Sugar On Me, because that's the way the verses feel. <laughs> I think many bands tried that. Kiss tried that with Read My Body. A lot of bands wanted to, to rewrite Pour Some Sugar On Me. I don't think anyone ever really succeeded at that, but they, they tried. Uh you know this one, but it, it feels kind of like Death Leopardish. It's very catchy, and uh, it's just a huge chorus. It's just a huge, huge chorus. And there's a couple um, on this album that are like that. Anytime is, is a little bit more mid tempo, but it's it's got pretty big chorus. Another one that I was thumbing around with was uh, What We Need. I think that song starts off with a couple chorus lines as well. So there's very there's some very catchy stuff on that album. That's my favorite MSG album is Save Yourself. But yeah, check out I Am Your Radio. You you won't you can't go wrong with it. It's it's just great. Oh dude, I know that well. Any, anything with Robin McCauley, I'm yeah. absolutely a thousand percent into. So great choice. Yeah, he's got he's got the pipes, man. Number eight. Alright. This one, I'm gonna quiz you. If I said this She's a big money pleaser, cause she brings men to their knees. Oh, jeez. Uh, I know it. I, I, that sounds so familiar, but I, wait a minute. Okay, she, wait, wait, no, no, stay. Hold on. I got it. <laughs> it's uh, Hurricane Alice. Yeah. Yeah. It took me nice, a second. Nice, dude. Back to love, nineteen ninety. So, um, my favorite part is the like sweet apple pie. Oh, oh my yeah, my and that's got those voices. <laughs> sweet apple pie. <laughs> you know, sounds like they got like elder, elderly men in the background singing with them. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So this is just like the perfect album from nineteen ninety. It's just tongue in cheek city. I love it, and um, it's just catchy as shit. Pre-chorus, gritty vocals, killer guitar awesome awesome throughout the whole album so i was i was kicking around a, a few of their songs but bad to love was just like okay 
this is some catchy stuff. This is awesome. So I wanted to throw out a quiz. First time I've done that to you. I know. A quiz for you. <laughs> and I was like, there, you got it. I'm like, there ain't no way I'm getting this wrong. I, I'm, I'm going to give me a minute. Give me a minute. <laughs> Unless I just don't know it at all. But I, as soon as you said it, I was like, okay, I know this. I know this. Because I just need a, I just need a moment. <laughs> Nice. Got uh, it. Great stuff. I love that album. I got that album when it came out in 1990, and uh, yeah, it's too bad that you know the whole scene kind of tanked at the af- after that album because I would have liked to have seen their follow up, but it just never happened. So I know. Yeah, exactly. All right, this one everybody knows this band. Everybody knows this song. It doesn't get any more happy and sweet and and cuddly. <laughs> And it's Striper, always there for you. I mean, this has got the synth in there and just the the way the chords are and everything it is just so happy and friendly. And, you know, it's all good, man. You know, there's some answering back in there. They're, during the pre-chorus, he'll say something and the, the guys kind of answer him back. And um, they do the thing where they're... Well, they like layer themselves and they kind of go up almost like like choir singing which makes sense because they're a religious band but you know That's just right. a lot of stuff and, and, and like it's their most poppiest album you know what i mean if you go back you know yeah they'll say that you know they were really trying to get a hit album after to hell with the devil and this one's very poppy and and very fun and very happy so and of course, man, they're they're singing about the Lord. They're happy. They're happy guys. <laughs> and the video's great. They're dancing on triangles that are hanging from chains from the ceiling. I mean, it's just it's all in good fun, man. There's there, there's nothing that's not fun and and just happy about that era of Striper in their their yellow and black and they're they're dancing around on the money sign, <laughs> the big the big dollar with the Striper logo. It just I don't know about anybody else, but it brings a lot back a lot of good memories for me, man. So Striper, always there for you. Well, I'll throw out an honorable right right now, and it was uh, two bodies, one mind, one soul. Oh yeah, that was my that that's that one was a huge chorus for me. So that's the one I was thinking for them, but you kind of nailed it on this one. Yeah, I mean, I was like, I came out, I was like, this is just this is just so happy. Yeah, you know, if you're if you're down in the dumps, you just gotta crank this one. It, it, it'll uh, yeah, it bring you up, man. Bring you up. Totally. Okay, number seven. Okay, another band that I I brought up during our ballads episode, but the, number two. But this is a band called Masquerade, mm. four-letter word from 1992. And this is one of Sweden's finest. Um, <laughs> I love this album. This song is so ridiculously catchy. Very different vocal style for this genre, but it works really well for them. Very, very cool. Um, it's got this pre-chorus from hell. It's just perfect. It's the perfect album through and through. I think they initially got recognized at 88. Took a while, got signed in maybe like 90, and didn't come out till 92. So that just tells you that they were cooking some things up for a few years there in the heart of it. And this album, Masquerade, is just absolutely 
1992 perfection. So check out the song Four Letter Word and you'll be hooked. I promise. Nice. All right, I'm going to check it. All right, number yeah. seven. This is where I've got Keel. Different song than you. I got Cherry Lane from uh, Ooh, 19, yeah. 1987. Yeah. You know, there's some happy riffage. And of course, man, why wouldn't you be happy if you were, if you were going to Cherry Lane? Of course you're going to be happy. No, I, I, of course you <laughs> I think it's I think it's in Ron's neighborhood, I think. It's a street in Ron's neighborhood, I think. I'm not sure. Um, it but, must be. <laughs> but, but, you know, you know, one thing that if you listen to this with headphones on, there's like, there's keyboards. You know, like like most of these songs, even like when these bands that don't even have a keyboardist, these songs where they're really swinging for the fences for like a pop hit, there's like these hidden keyboards. They're just kind of there. They're not they're not overbearing, but they're just kind of sweeting sweeting it up. You know what I mean? So that's in there, and the chorus is just huge. This album, like like we had said before, you know, actually, well, many of their albums, but I think this one in particular, it has some of their biggest choruses they they talked about it when i when i when i talked to a couple of these guys Dwayne and uh ron how they just like overdubbed and overdubbed and overdubbed you know what i mean they just kept stacking these vocals so it was a trick they did out of many of the songs and this is no exception but yeah just a, a great catchy song i was kind of between a few different ones i thought um somebody's waiting kind of fits the bill said the wrong right. thing to the right girl but i think this one is just if you, if you want if you had to go for the happiest most fun, just having a good time. This is it. So, well played, good choice. I All right. definitely like this song. Number six. Hands on, you got control of me. Push the buttons, got me crazy, baby. Hands on, how did I gotta be? Six. I got Lee Aaron doing a song called it. Hands On from 1989 from her album Body Rock. So mm. this is her most pure hair metal album with some pretty big hits. Um, Hands On has that like kind of sultry pre-chorus that she's famous for. Really quality pop metal album. I believe it was her biggest selling album in Canada and uh, went a couple times platinum. Um, it did really well there. Like I said, never really crossed over to the United States, but really cool album. I brought it up um, in our wish list album that I wished that the Steelheart singer would have recorded this entire album with, with his male vocals, mm -hmm. but it, it doesn't stop it. This is a really great album, and um, Hands On has every element of pop metal from the late 80s perfect hard rock, so Definitely want to throw out some love to Lee Aaron. Hmm. Now here, I'm, I'm gonna admit admit this freely here. I've seen like album covers of Lee Aaron, like people post online and stuff. I've never heard a lick of her music. Nothing. Never. Oh wow. Never. Yeah. Yeah. So I have to check out this album because I've never heard any of her stuff. It, it works. It's really it's quality stuff. Check it out. All right. Number six. I this is a very big band and a very big song. But I was like, this song is really fits the bill, and I don't know why we didn't it didn't hit either list last time. But 
but I got poisoned right the wind. And I mean, just, I mean, come on, it's 1990. It's doing that catchy little trick where we start the verse, but it's just the verse. It's just the guitar, the singing, right? Kind of the way Rat did it as well for One Step Away. And then you've got your really big, you know, pre-chorus with your answering backs, you know, and and, uh, and the chorus is like answering back, ride the wind, never coming back again, you know, they're just kind of like back and forth, back and forth, and um, yeah, it's just uh, it, it's just a huge tune and it's very upbeat. So yeah, that's what I got. It's the perfect song, dude. I don't know how I didn't hit on this last time. You know, it, it's just it, it, it's it's like the it's textbook happy catchy commercial you name it so i know i love that song it's it's in my top five of poison songs i don't care that it's a hit it's great i love every element of that song yep uh number five five i got a band called sick vicky doing a song called tough enough from 1993, the album was called Kiss Me in French. And I finally get to gush about this amazing band and this amazing album. And uh, again, my prejudice against this band was halted due to the fact that I was turned off by their name, Sick Vicky, which I completely <laughs> blame myself for. Yeah, right. And when I, <laughs> What's wrong with when it? When I finally... <laughs> What the? I get the fucking pizza pie. Two hours later, my kid, my daughter, my wife, we all start throwing up everywhere. Exactly. Yeah, poor sick Vicky. When I finally did crank it, I was like blown away. So it's like this mix of Def Leppard and at their biggest and Danger Danger and Winger. It's just huge, catchy, massive gang vocals. And I couldn't believe it. That it, and especially that it came out in 1993. So... Please don't make the same mistake I did. Crank sick, Vicky. <laughs> it's it's worth your time. It's great. Listen to the whole album. And uh, you and I have been chatting back and forth about it a little bit, but I've been messaging back and forth about it with um, one of the band members, and wow. they're actually coming out with a new album soon. And um, I was pleased at what I have heard so far, and I, I don't mean to insult the band <laughs> at this point, and I kind of started on my rant of, uh, you know, hooky 80s-ish bands sticking to their guns. I know you got to grow and mature and all that, but anyway, I don't want to insult the, the, old, the old school bands, but this is great. This is old school. This is cool. It's a good, good uh, reference as to what they have to come, so if you want to check these guys out, Kiss Me in French is their 1993 album, and they're fantastic. <coughs> what, um, why do I feel like we've talked about this album on the podcast, no? No, we haven't. What happened was in the 1993 podcast, I left them out, and about two weeks later, I found this band, and I was like, holy shit. This would have been like up there, big time. Like it was a late discovery in my life. I can't believe I have the CD. I've had this CD for like ten years, and I never cranked it. And I finally streamed it, and I was like, "Oh my god, how have I been missing this?" So okay. good stuff. All right, yeah. number five. I got. I got to do. I got to do what you do. I got to do like a five point one and a five point two. <laughs> but at least so. So let's let's address the the points. So so got so it's definitely Tiger Tales. Okay. 
But okay, one song perfect. that'll be the five. I'm already on board. All right, five point <laughs> one. I just want to I want to give a shout out to my buddy Rob Wild uh, on the album that he does with Tiger Tales. They, there's a song called um, "Calling All Girls." No, that's not what it is. All the girls <laughs> in the world. We already did "Calling All Girls." All right. Yes, we did. <laughs> All the girls in the world. Okay, and that is totally fits the bill. But I but I had already made my list, and I didn't want to duplicate bands or anything like that so so i want to give a shout out to to all the girls in the world uh, by tiger tales that that's a that's a newer track that's got rob wild on it want to give rob credit for the stuff with midnight city because he's got a ton of songs that fit the bill oh, yeah. and it's just hard because i haven't spent enough time with those songs as i have with, with some of these songs so that's why they don't make my list but he, he's a master at writing these kind of songs but the real song the real five now we're gonna get to the real one I gotta go with Twist and Shake, man, from uh, Berserk. It's like they're doing the sha na 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 na. I mean, it doesn't get any more like positive and happy and, and poppy and stuff. Oh, yeah. And um, the whole song, he's he's trying to not get busted by the parents walking in the bedroom with him and the girl. So so it's very, you know, it's almost <laughs> kind of like childish, you know, back in the day when you were teenagers, you know, trying to pull some stuff. But that that just kind of fits the build the way the song is you know what i mean and it's just a catchy verse catchy chorus um and there's this cool little bridge like dance 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 Uh, (laughs) but it's so catchy you know what i mean so that song is just so happy and fun and uh and, and it's weird because i think with berserk you don't get a lot of that poppy stuff you've got love bomb baby which i think we we might have talked about <laughs> yeah. on the last list you've got a song like this but then you've got like i could fight dirty too and love overload and six sacks and all this stuff so that stuff's all tends to be pretty heavy but yeah i think when tiger tails goes does the pop stuff i'm, I'm pretty down with that so oh dude yeah you're again you're speaking my language twist and shake this whole album it's Still my number one glam metal album of all time. And I've said it a few times on the podcast. Dude, I love this album through and through. I, you're, I'm always going to be on board for this. I love it. Nice. All right, number four. Cool. I got um, a band that probably no one has heard of called China Rain. It's actually Randy Jackson's China Rain. And the Randy Jackson is from Zebra. And the song is called... I thought it was a, the it's... American Idol guy. I was like, what? It's definitely a no for me, dog. <laughs> right, right. Not, not that Randy Jackson. Well, he was in Journey. Guy. He was in Journey, right? So He was. Yeah, but this guy was in Zebra. Okay. He was the lead singer and I believe bass player. I'm kicking myself for not knowing that, but I think bass player. Uh, China Rain, Randy Jackson's China Rain. It was The song is called Before It's Too Late. And um, there's, I noticed a trend in a lot of these bands. They they kind of changed their tune, their literal tune, in the 80s and early 90s to fit more of a melodic hard rock sound of the time. And I'm thinking um, one of, a couple of my honorable mentions, a band called Lion's Heart, the guy from Grim Reaper turned into a band called Lion's Heart, mm. uh, Rhett Forrester from Riot. Uh, he came out with some late 80s melodic hard rock, and, he, and Riot was definitely like heavy metal. 
and uh, and then Zebra. So um, check out this song. the The pre-chorus and the chorus are like the most ideal for this. It's just like it's just perfect. Uh, basically, I, I couldn't think of a more like cheesy '80s love song gone right love story music video that this should have been. Um, find the album. Tough to find. You'll have to YouTube it. It's not streaming. I am really fortunate to have found the CD years ago, and I've listened to it through and through. But check out Randy Jackson's China Rain. And if you want to dabble into this, the song is called Before It's Too Late. It's just amazing. The, the, the chorus is just perfect. So check it out. Cool. I'm going to check it. All right. Nice. So number four. I'm going with Ingve. I uh, gotta do it. I think I think Ingve topped my last list with Heaven Tonight, and this song's very similar in a lot of ways to Heaven Tonight. But it's called Alone in Paradise, and it's off Facing the Animal. It's got Matt Slevin on mm-hmm. vocals, and it starts with the chorus. And I believe this song was kicking around uh, in the Odyssey days. That's what Matt said when he was on the podcast. But you could kind of feel like it has that Odyssey vibe. It's super commercial, very catchy, and like I said, we're starting with the chorus. And the, another little thing they do in it, they do the same thing that Striper does with "It Always There for You." They go ah, ah, ah like they do that, like the st- like the staggered harmony thing. So uh, it's it's like a build up right before the chorus. But yeah, it's really catchy, and I think Ingve does a nice job where like the song will start with just the chorus, the vocals, and then he go, comes in, the song kicks in, and he plays the melody of that was just sung, and he plays it pretty straight. He doesn't start doing all that blah, 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 stuff that he usually does. So, so I <laughs> yeah, think, you know, he's totally. pretty tasteful on this song. And uh, Facing the Animal, like I said, it's got a lot of great catchy stuff. It's got good production, too, for, for uh, the 90s, later 90s. So it's a great song. Check it out. Dude, great album. I love that album. Um, it was on one of our lists. And Matt Slevin, you can't go wrong with anything he's done. I, I love everything he's touched. So I know the song very well. Great choice. Yeah. Okay, number three. It's just the beginning of the end. No use in pretending because you can't win. All right. Here's my platinum band, Europe, doing It's Just the Beginning. Yeah. And and uh, this is what we talked about. Try to look it up on Spotify. Out of This World is Gone. I don't know why. It's pissing me off especially you and me and other people out there that love that album. I don't know what happened, but it's gone. It makes gone. no sense. So. Because I just listened to um, the final countdown today, and that's on the same exact label. Like I don't know. I'm not getting it. I don't know either. It's weird. But there's really big hits off of In Europe's catalog on this album. So it's, it's – I don't know. Maybe he and Vinnie Vincent got together. Who knows? <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but anyway, this song um, is just that keyboard driven, which I'm generally not huge into. But uh, I love this. It's the perfect touch of keys and like that chugging guitar along the way. Um, but I've I've just always been obsessed with this pre-chorus. Um, the you can put me through loads of trouble. Uh, yeah, that yeah, part yeah. is just so perfect. It's like, yeah. just put me through as much crap as you want, and I'm still down. Like that's that's what I'm feeling here. And uh, the car, the guitar work is just 
perfect. And there's something happening here. If you so, here's what I want to ask you. So, in these songs, there's this stuff that's been starting in like the late '70s and early '80s. Think um, the riff right before they say "Round and Round" by Rat in the song. It's that that little chimey guitar that goes around goes along in round and round. Yeah. Or think the the intro to TNT Tonight I'm Falling or yep. um Heaven's Edge Bad Repetition right before they say, Now I'm telling you it's like that the little chimey <coughs> like simple string guitar. Um that's what they do right before or during the part where they say loads of trouble and mm-hmm. it's just it's just killer like and and Europe really nailed it. They started doing that. And at the very end, when they, they he really emphasizes the word loads, <laughs> which is funny. But um, And it's just, he kills it in this song. And this is just like the perfect pop metal, happy, catchy, killer. And I don't want to step on your toes unless you may have some Europe coming up. But, I mean, dude, I could have chose... Let the good times rock. Yeah, talk to me. Halfway to heaven. A little bit of loving. Like any of the Europe hits could have been on this list. They're just they're, they're like perfect for this list. So that's my Europe spiel. I'm well, sorry to bore you, but no, it's perfect. No, there's a couple things I want to touch on. <laughs> for, the first thing I want to touch on is when you said like it, it's kind of like the thing that that Death Leopard does in uh, Promises. It's like it's yes. like, it's like muted notes. And for something about that, most of these poppy songs have like those little muted notes type things. They don't let them bring out all that much. They, you know what I mean? I'm sure I'm not even, and I'm, I'm a musician, and I don't think I'm saying it right, but you know what I mean? Yeah. Like they're, they're, it's or, yeah. like, or it's like a breaking apart a chord instead of strumming the chord like it just in one stroke. They're they're like plucking it. You know what I mean? Almost like with muted yes, notes or something exactly. like that. Yeah, and that tends to happen in a lot of these songs. But the second thing, it's like yeah, I wanted to put Europe. Uh, should, I probably should have put something off this album, but I forgot it existed because they took it off Spotify. So, <laughs> so when I was doing my research, it, it wasn't coming up. So I don't have anything. But you're right. There's so many sign of the times and all, I mean, superstitious. Yes. Whole album is like that. So yeah, for sure. Nice. All right, number three. I'm really digging deep here about this. I love this song. I'm, I'm, I'm going to put a nice soundbite in here. go discover this song it's a guy i'm always talking about uh but i'm not always talking about this project that he did but this is this mike Vicera project mvp nice 1999 the song's called one in a million and it starts with the chorus riff super catchy verse and then i'm ta- telling you it's just a mammoth chorus it's 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 almost like spacey kind of i think with the effects and, and all these voices that he used it's kind of like queen and, and kind of spacey but man it's so catchy it's so huge and i love it and when i when i was going you know doing my research and trying to put this together this came to my mind and i was like oh yeah this one's going on there so i gotta gotta show my boy <laughs> mike Vicera some love and this is a song that's just real really happy really catchy really fun and uh, yeah, number three, one in a million, Mike Facera project. Isn't it a trickster song and a kiss song? It is. It is. <laughs> it is. Trickster, I think, was on my honorables, one in a million. This song is uh, the trickster, one in a million, is very happy. 
Uh, the kiss one is not. <laughs> but, but, but I know. Yeah. <laughs> no, <laughs> I just, he, he got his heart broken. I was giving on you that. a hard time. Yeah, he got his heart broken <laughs> on that. Uh, Paul did on that one. Uh, that's right. Oh, no, he's a million to one. Oh, that's the one. There that's you go. Right. You're, you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> and you almost tricked me to thinking you were right. Uh, Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, number two. Cool. So I got Cold Sweat, Let's Make Love Tonight, mm-hmm. off the album Breakout in 1990. So I got I got Mark Ferrari making his second appearance on my list. Yeah. Um, this song, it, it's, it's like so easy to sing. It's fun to rock out to. It's got that great attitude laced with that super catchy dual voice pre-chorus, huge chorus. And any time a song preaches making love like there's no tomorrow it better be sung in a poppy positive fashion you know so we got this killer solo cool video showcasing the band live and you know they had their moment they were they were almost there they were opening for Dio and all that stuff but yep. uh, their second album was in the works and I, I maybe you could speak to the what happened after that but um, I, I can't recall exactly but their, their entire drama but it, it Unfolded in a great demo album coming out later. Yep. But it, it's just a really cool debut album, and um, this song is just, like I said, it's perfection. Yeah. This album has a lot of those kind of songs on it, and uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. It's, you know, if anybody's interested, just go back and, and check out uh, some of the podcast interviews with Mark Ferrari and Anthony right. Roy and, and uh, Chris McLernan. That they've all been on the podcast, and yeah, it just kind of fell apart. You know, it probably would have fell fell apart no matter what, based on the time. So yeah, just just another another hair metal uh, journey, I guess. <laughs> Oh, perfect. Oh, what? Okay. Um, Number two. Man, I got to go with my band, Kiss. And uh, I think I had Kiss on my last list. I had Turn On The Night, which is a very poppy uh, commercial song. But this song is very poppy. It sometimes gets overlooked. It's very dumb. I guess on the surface of it, it's a very stupid song. But it's a song that I think everyone can relate to. And it's something that people like to do and they'll have fun doing it. And it's uh all night, right? And you've <laughs> work, been working all week. What is going to make you happy? And it's uh all night, man, on the weekends, right? Right. So, um, you know, the cool thing about this song is, you know, I think what happened with Kiss is you get to Creatures of the Night and lick it up. And Kiss got metallicized, right? They got very, very more metallic. And, and Kiss were a very poppy band for most of the 70s, really. I mean, a lot of people say, like, oh, Kiss was hard in the 70s. Yeah, but, you know, even, like, the albums where people think they were hard, like something like Love Gun. I mean, there's some real poppy stuff on Love Gun, like Tomorrow and Tonight. And mentioning that song, I feel like that All Night has some of that verse elements that are very similar to that song, Tomorrow and Tonight. And the pre-chorus is just huge. And the chorus is even bigger. When you work all day, you know what I mean? It's, it's just so 80s. So it's kind of cool. It's like... It's like the 70s version of Kiss has come together with the 80s version of Kiss, 
and it's super poppy, it's super fun, it's goofy, but I tend to think that, man, when you think of a lot of these songs we've mentioned, these happy songs, these big commercial songs, a lot of them are just kind of goofy, you know, like, like yeah. think, think of Cherry Pie, I'll go no further than that, it's it's a fun song, but it's goofy as hell, so sometimes, yeah. you know, these songs, they don't take themselves too seriously, and this is a song I don't ever get sick of, and it's off the first Kiss album that I ever bought, Asylum, so... There's there's my tune, man. Don't get any more happier than that. So, <laughs> no, they don't. Yeah, I thought you were gonna put let let's put the X in sex. <laughs> now that push, that's pushing it. <laughs> I, I can still, I can do all night, but X and sex now. Come on, that that's where you just they took it a little too far for me. That was that's just too goofy for me. <laughs> right? Yeah. Uh, 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 all night is like like. Do you really know what they're talking about? X and sex is like we know we're talking. We know we're talking about. uh, (laughs) Love's like a muscle, and it makes me want to flex, man. It's like poetry. (laughs) That's right. It's like a freaking poet. It's like Shakespeare. He's a metal Shakespeare. Paul Stanley. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, man. I, I, number one, is this going to be a band I've ever heard of? Is this going to be what is this going to be? I, I I can't even figure it out. What, What do you got, dude? It might surprise you. But it's kind of related. You know that we belong. We belong together. Together we'll be strong. You know that we belong. So I got John Norum and Joey Tempest duet with We Will Be Strong off the Face the Truth album in 1992. Another epic song that opens with the chorus so i've been obsessed with the killerness of this song since the first time i heard it years ago it's a killer music video it's a really cool double meaning with the you know that we belong we belong together it's like are they talking about tempest and norum or are they talking about a relationship Mm -hmm. nobody knows so it's kind of a foreshadowing for what happens in the future, right? So it's just got this really cool, like I said, it's a duet song. So Norum sings on the pre-chorus, which is really good. He's got a very strong voice, as you could tell from his prior solo albums and his and this album. But um, Joey is just peaking here. It's 1992. He just came off of Prisoners in Paradise. He's still in his you know 80s hard rock form. Um, this is just like the epitome of happy 80s catchy killer hard rock opens with the chorus great pre-chorus killer guitar everything comes alive in this album I love it it's perfect check it out I'm ashamed to say that I do not know this song so I'm going oh, to get kicked out of the Europe <laughs> fan club I don't even know if I was ever a member but, but I mean I love Europe so I'm surprised I don't know this song so I'm going to go you know Go do my research when I get done. When it has to be the first it thing might, I do is it, put this song on. Dude, Try to redeem it myself. The, the, it's the best Europe song you've never heard. <laughs> it's the best Europe <laughs> song that's not Europe. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, my number one, it's, it's a band that be no surprises. I'm utterly shocked that I didn't put it on the last list, but I think I know why because I put a different song by that. Uh, the band, 
Shocker. TNT, right? Okay. And I think this is the most happiest, catchiest song that they've ever done. And I don't know why I didn't put this on the other list, but I'm going with Easy Street, man. 1992, Realized Fantasy. It starts off with like an old saloon-sounding piano lick. And then we get into like a kind of a chuggy verse, but it's it's got some queen. The whole song has a big queen thing. And then it gets into that chorus, and it's so big, and it's so positive, so happy, so catchy. And um, the weird thing, though, is the chorus itself, it sounds so happy, but it's almost negative. When you say, it says, easy street has no parking signs. So to, to, to me, that means that, like, even though everything's going great, I'm, I'm, I'm anticipating there to be some bad stuff coming. It ain't going to last. So kind of a weird lyrical piece to something that sounds so positive and happy. Uh, Tony Harnell has a little bit of animosity uh, about this album because um, right. Atlanta Records wanted him to have some outside writers. And I think this was a song. But he did say this was a song where they brought in outside writers, but it actually worked. So I, I think he's satisfied with this tune. Uh, and then we got a total Brian May a multi-lead thing going on and really focus on the solo of this because it for a song that's kind of simple it this the whole thing deliberately goes off of time during it and then it comes back into time and then it goes into like this little jazzy bridge thing where, where they, they do they do so i think this song is so smart and it's so cool and you know sign of the times it was just 92 tnt was never gonna you know, make any waves. TNT really never made any waves with, with anything that they did, unfortunately, because uh, they said they played two. Ronnie will tell you, we played too complex music for for the United States. So, and, and he's right. He was right. They were too positive and they were too intricate at times. And um, but yeah, great band, love them. And this song, man, if you're in a bad mood, this will bring you up. But if you listen to the words, you might you might go back down because you're going to realize that if things get good, they could go bad because. There are no parking signs on Easy Street, so <laughs> deep stuff well, there. This, deep stuff. I like it. This has become my number one TNT album, actually, mm-hmm. and and it was it kind of bummed me out when Harnell was talking about it not being his favorite due to the outside writers and whatnot. But I feel like he really flexed a lot on this album. I mean, like Mother Warned Me and Daniel Racer and Hard to Say Goodbye. I mean. All those songs in Rain I Love, like all, all those songs I really like, yep. and it kind of bummed me out, but I mean, you could have chosen kind of anything from these guys. Yeah. Like, USA was hard, hard stuff. Yeah. 10,000 Lovers was like, you could have absolutely thrown that out totally. tonight I'm falling. Yep. But Easy Street, like, I'm I'm shocked, but I totally get it that it's your number one. Yeah. It's, it's different for these guys, but it's like perfect for what we're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> All I right. totally understand. Give, give me a taste of some of these um, uh, honorables, but you know, don't, oh, don't geez. take an hour. All right? <laughs> oh God, dude, I, I could, I mean, we, we could go on and on and on. Some of these we've talked about, so I actually, I won't go crazy, but like, um, danger, danger, bang, bang. Anyway, yep. um, I wanted to put in making love yep. a band called reckless nitty gritty. Uh, Skid Row, Can't Stand the Heartache. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, I love um, Hot Love by Twisted Sister. I was thinking about that one. Yeah. Um, Tell Me, White Lion. Um, Liaison is a, is a, I believe they, they're considered a Christian metal band. And the song is called Kick It Down. 
Um, Jeff Paris, Can't Let Go. Bonfire, American Nights. Um, Baton Rouge. It's a uh, very highly discussed band. They were Kelly, Kelly Keeling was the lead singer. The song is called Price of Love. So um, I'm just going to name a few. So that's all my honorables for, for now. <laughs> Unless there's a part three. <laughs> I th- yeah, that's probably coming. Um, so one song that was on the list and it got booted because I switched out the rat song, but I thought Best of Me totally fits from the Infestation oh, yeah. album. Yeah, I, I thought that, that was that almost made it. One band that I wanted to put on so bad, but I just feel like sometimes they come across too heavy and sometimes the lyrical content just doesn't fit the happy bill, but it's it still sounds positive because it's so catchy, is uh, Nocturnal Rights. And I think if you listen to the album, oh, yeah. the, the Eighth Sin, it's like every song is just so catchy and so huge. But there's just that little bit of heaviness or dark piece to it where it just it just didn't fit the bill. I was even kicking around No Surrender by uh, Judas Priest off uh, Firepower. Oh, nice. That's just so, yeah. you know, because I think I was really honing in on the songs that had the hooks, you know. And that's got a massive hook. But like I said, is it really, did it really feel super commercial and super happy? I don't know. One song was totally on the list for me was No Substitute by Vinnie Vincent Invasion. But yes, the I chorus know. just fall, falls short, I think. Compared to all these other songs, the chorus, like, it was weird because the, the verses are super catchy, but then the chorus just doesn't slam you in the face and just and isn't huge. Um, I was toying around with some uh, Scorps from Savage Amusement, you know, like Passion Rules the Game or. Uh, you know anything on there? There's a lot of that kind of stuff on there. So those are just a few. I mean, there were there was a ton. Um, and like I said, so maybe next year because really I don't know if you knew that that the first one we did was about a year ago. So we're about a year. Oh out. yeah. So maybe in another nice. year we we'll do the third one. <laughs> well, the the great thing is it's endless in right. this genre, yep. and and that's a that's a testament to it all. And I intentionally left off like the big city nights, yeah, and and you know what I mean, like all the things you're saying. But what did strike strike me is uh, your poison reference, and is that the already over you? Tell me, Mama, what That's catchy, man. <laughs> dude, that's that's like that should have been on a 1990 poison album. Yeah. That's that's awesome. Yeah. So well played. I love that one. Um, yeah, this this list could go on and on, and I actually left off several of my honorable mentions just to, to for for time. But yeah, next year we'll get them all. There we go. All right, brother. Well, I hope everybody listens to this and, and it puts them in a good mood. Uh, I know I'm in a good mood, and I'm gonna go listen to that uh, John Norum uh, Joey Tempest song now. <laughs> yeah, please do. It rips. <laughs> all, right. all right, man. Have a good one. All right, dude. Bye, right, bye. Well, that was so fun, man, revisiting those happy, catchy tunes. I hope they all get stuck in your head. Rock on!